Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Odysseus continues to investigate the Tong and their connection to the disappearance of his friend, Yi Kong. To do so, he'll have to buy some information from his friend Chris, a former Blue Lantern. If he can find out where the Tong take the people they kidnap, he may be able to get some more clues about where Yi is now. Our GM is Max, Odysseus is played by John, and Chris is played by Jeff, our guest for this week's episode. We hope you enjoy listening. Odysseus, you are on your bike in the rain. Let's uh, see how the weather is in Seattle. A light sprinkle in this late afternoon, so it's about dinner time. Ooh, I am going to use my fancy voice-to-text interface with my helmet that I assume comes standard now. Yes. Uh, to um, message Chris, the uh, Tong expert that I uh, took out partying that one day. Yes. And uh, see if he wants to meet at Drevere Garden for dinner. Is this work related? Business and pleasure. Are you paying? Well, yeah. I will see you in one hour. All right. So puts his arrival around eight thirty ish. Okay. Uh, well, I will. Um. When I get to Derbier Garden, I'll uh, go up to my apartment, get the file, um, hand it over to Hans, and let him know a uh, private detective. Alan Parsons is going to be stopping by to pick it up later. You know, if he doesn't mind handing it off for me. Are you giving him a sealed envelope, or is this the pile of papers you got? A sealed envelope. Okay. Yeah. Because if not, you're handing Hans a pile of papers that involve a bunch of werewolf crap, and he's going to stare at you crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all nicely in an envelope closed up. All right. Yeah, and I'll just hang out, wait for Chris to show up. That takes you a few minutes. Um... You're hanging down in the bar? Uh, in my, uh, in my corner booth. In your corner booth. Alright. Time passes, Chris will show up, give you warm greetings, and you guys will have an opportunity to have a secluded conversation. Yeah. Good to see you, Joey. How are things? Well, you know, things are good. I could complain, but wouldn't change anything. Oh, uh, what's up? I need some info on a few high-level Tong members. I'd be paying you, of course. Mm, I wouldn't tell you otherwise, right? <laughs> so, uh, who are they? First one's Fake Hao, then there's Tassau and Li Ho. Sound familiar? Huh. I never heard of Fake Hao. Okay. That's all right. To Sal, though, I know him. That guy is really far up. Joey, please tell him you're not going after him. He will come after you and bring down an army of Tong on your head. Well, if I was planning that, that's certainly um, pretty persuasive. Get me to change my mind. Good. Good, because you don't need that kind of trouble. And frankly, neither do I. Sal was the top man in Seattle. That next person above him operates out of Hong Kong. 
Yeah, I uh, certainly wasn't looking for any trouble that high up. He works with other Tong locally, but he organizes everything that the Tong does on this side of the Pacific. Hmm. Yeah, since my current troubles are only with the Seattle Tong, I certainly don't want the whole West Coast after me. Oh, and Li Ho? She keeps the Tong out of the headlines. They call her the Enforcer Man. She makes sure everyone below her stays in line. She's responsible for framing rivals and nobodies for the Tong's dirty work. And all of those under her look to her when things need to get done. She works hand in hand with Tsao and Shi Chen. Zi Shan? Shi Chen. Ah, Shi Chen. Okay, got it. Yeah, so Shi Chen is more of a figurehead for operations and their financial advisor, but the three of them keep the balance of power in the Seattle Tong. So, there's not just one in charge, they're like a three-headed hydra. Yeah, you kill one and the other two will rise up to fill in the loss and take you down. You know, normal stuff. Do you happen to have any idea how often they meet in one place together? Hell if I know. I was never that deep. Not many of the others would know either. I can't even ask that question. The wrong person finds out and it's my head. Yeah, no, no. I certainly don't expect you to find out for me. You know, I was just... had to ask. I was curious. <laughs> Heck, I mean, I'm curious too. Just not that curious. I kinda like breathing. <laughs> well, if I find out, I'll let you know. So, um, can you tell me anything about the Crazy Tiger Tattoo Parlor? Hmm. I know that Lee Ho spends time there. I think she manages the place or something. She owns it through her real estate company, uh, Mackler. Mackler, I think it's called. She used it as a cover to move goods and people to safe houses. Really? Yeah. Hey, you aren't thinking of going after her, are you? <clears throat> well, um... Well, you know why she's called the Enforcer, right? You think Night Aaron is scary? They've got nothing on her, man. She's brutal. So... you're saying that I shouldn't do it alone? <laughs> I'm saying you shouldn't do it at all. That's crazy. Okay, okay. So... what can you tell me about the people they kidnap in traffic? You know, what happens to them once the Tong have them? It depends on the person. Some may get the choice to join the Tong or die. The unlucky ones? What happens to the unlucky ones? Enslavement, forced prostitution, Bunraku. They do that too, you know. Yeah, I just... Like, where, where they take the people that are gonna be, like, there's like a processing center for them. You know where Pikes is, right? Yeah, that's, uh, over by the docks, right? Yeah, close to that shitty little elven bar. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been there once. Had a bunch of salad. <laughs> there's a group of warehouses Tong use. I'm pretty sure that's where they take people. I've seen them unload a shipping container from Hong Kong. There were a couple dozen people inside that they took to those warehouses. 
I don't see why they wouldn't be bringing the ones they kidnapped there too. Okay. Well, so I'm gonna look and see. I'm gonna check the time. Well, enough of this heavy stuff, Chris. What do you say uh, you and I hit the town for a while? Yeah, let's do that. I like this place and all, but getting out and finding some trouble sounds like a better time to me. Looks like we've got just enough time to get down to the barge if you want to party. And, uh, you know, we can work out what I owe you on the way. Mm, how about 250? And you buy my way under the barge, and we'll be straight. Maybe a couple drinks too, but when you get caught and they're breaking your fingers, you never heard any of this from me. No worries. If anybody asks, you're Chris, and we just like to party. Yeah, that sounds about right. Alright. It's a hundred to get on the barge, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's lots of free drinks. Yeah. You arrive at the barge, you're able to get you and Chris tickets, get onto the barge, barge heads out. Lots of lovely ladies. <laughs> Lots of dancing, lights. The barge gets far enough away so there's no rain, drinking. You got the little flashy ice cubes inside their drinks. Damn cool. Uh, some people are wearing translucent outfits that glow in the black lights of the barge. Others have those black light tattoos. Uh, lots of music. Chris is, gets out there and struts his stuff and shows off no dancing skill. <laughs> oh no. Um, well, let's see. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like dancing. Mm -hmm. I think I want to throw in some of my martial arts moves while I, while I do it. Excellent. Kinda like rave. Fighting. Rave fighting? <laughs> Is there any place I can get, like, um, I don't know, like LED light sticks or anything on the barge? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna get a pair of those. Okay. And, and, and obviously, Sandstorm is playing because it's my jam. <laughs> Still <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You guys do fine. There's not a lot of real professional competition on the bars tonight as far as it goes for being epic dancers. You do not start any new kind of combat dance craze. The good news is you don't fall off the barge. Yeah, and I don't accidentally hit anybody. Yeah, you don't kick somebody's teeth in. <laughs> okay. Oh man, so I haven't seen any of uh, of Yi's friends either. Right? No, no. But you haven't been coming out here every night. It's true. I haven't, haven't been. Um, Maybe if you came out here more often, but that's expensive. I know. It's right? like it's like hiring Alan every day. <laughs> Yeah. So you know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna leave Chris alone for a little while. Mm -hmm. You know, like say I'm going to get drinks or something. Um, and uh, I'll make like a round of the barge and see if I see any of these friends. Two successes. 
No, no one on the barge looks familiar. The darkness, the environment, you're looking for things that are vague, a dress, a tattoo, nothing hits home. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll swing by uh, the bar and pick up a couple of uh, whiskey on the rocks. Awesome. And uh, go back to Chris and his awesome dancing. Yep. So no one on the barge looks like ye or ye's friends. You and Chris are having a good time. I'll give you an extra karma for like letting your hair down a little bit. We'll give you a temporary edge at this point in time to kind of symbolize that. Oh man. The night's gonna roll on and the barge is gonna go back into the rainy weather of Seattle. Okay. Is it time to leave Chris behind? Yeah, I think it's time to look for a little bit of trouble. Time to go do a beanie. Yeah. Because I'm really good at those. Yeah, you are? Never failed. No. I mean, not particularly. No, actually, uh... You broke into the apartment. Where else have you broken into? Wait, I broke into an apartment. You broke into the apartment with Sunny and Zoe. You broke into the... I broke into uh, a warehouse. A warehouse. And I was being attacked by some ghouls. You and a broke shaman. into. You broke into that one high-rise building, and went into the house where oh, yeah. the lawyer was at. Yeah, you've yeah. you've how, have you hit like three three and zero, or is it four and zero for hundred percent effective? I think it's three and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe tonight you're going to screw up and oh, get caught. Oh, wait, no. There was the, the, the truck garage, too, with gears. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys got, well, th- they were already on high alert because gears fired uh, semi-automatic assault weapons into the building. So, I mean, you did break into that, but there was no no stealth about it. Oh, no, no, not the not the chop, not the body chop shop, the... Uh... Um, the truck, the, the truck stop where uh, Lino worked. Oh yeah. Yeah, where we stole the tools and the cash register and. Yeah. I shot and, a dog. We can kind of half. Uh, we can kind of half consider breaking into the uh, storage unit with uh, Lucky. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, we're just gonna say Fordo man. Right now, you're doing batting pretty good for being breaking entry. You know what? I'm feeling lucky. Uh, well, he's happy about that. Oh, I mean, would he be? Would you feel lucky? I mean, because Jessica might get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. That was a terrible play on words. We're going to fast forward. Let's check out and see how the rain's doing. It's gotten a little bit frostier. So outside, you're going to suffer minus two dice because it's, it's coming down and it's gotten colder. Okay. Tell me what you got going on. So by uh, what I have going on, is that what you mean? Like what I have equipment-wise on me? Yes. Like what I'm wearing? Mm-hmm. And what's on oh. and what's off? <clears throat> oh, well, I typically run everything off uh, because I don't have any benefit to having it on, um, except I'm easier to see. So that's bad. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I've got um, my armored jacket, my H and K two twenty seven, and my yeah, all the Ares Predator five, okay. all of them, all of them off. Because I don't, I don't get any bonuses. So, what about your com? 
You know, I'll switch that off too. Okay. Yeah. Because without and... Zoe around, that thing's not running silent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll turn it off. Um, is there anything on my bike that I can turn off while I'm driving up there, other than the motor? Because I need to keep riding. No, you don't have the skills to turn that off. Okay. Because it's gonna it's gonna project an icon for people to see that it's running. Cops are gonna be able to see that. That's how right. they know how fast you're going. Okay. So you get yeah, you don't have the skill to turn that off. You might want to talk to Zoe. Yeah, I'll need to. Okay, so I am going to not want to pull up directly to the warehouse. I'm going to want to park a little ways down in a shadowy spot where there are no people. Can do. Um, and then I will uh, gather my weaponry and tuck it all away with the uh, silencers and everything on. Yeah, so... You're soaked. It's cold. You park and begin walking. It takes you another ten minutes. Uh, I'm going to do a perception roll for my walk there just to uh, be on the lookout. Four successes. Yeah. So it's like quarter to five in the morning you're walking down the pouring rainy streets. A patrol car, a KE patrol car, is parked at the next intersection up the road. And they're, they're just sit there parked lights flashing and everything, which gets your your direct attention. Mm -hmm. You come around the corner and there's a police car. Lights flashing, pouring rain. Doesn't look like there's an accident. You're in an intersection, four-way. Cops are to your immediate right at the next intersection down. They're parked at the stop sign between the two buildings. You can keep walking in your given direction and you're not going to run into them. No, I think I'm going to cross the street. Okay. You <clears throat> see the cop car is not moving. The trunk is open. And from here, you can make a perception check. Three successes? You can see what looks to be the police officers on the inside. There is light uh, from dash displays and stuff like that. But what you also notice looks to be two holes in the front windshield. One almost in front of the driver and the other in front of the passenger. Uh, yeah. Uh, do I see any movement um, behind the car? Or is it like blocked by the open trunk? Yeah. Stare no, no. Staring now, you can see what looks to be someone, one person at least, is removing the small cache of material from the back. Okay. I think I might just be on my way. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a mission. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. <laughs> You'll read about it in the paper tomorrow. Yep. You continue heading up the block to your destination. There is a 2.25 meter tall fence that is bobbed wired across the top. It's not Constantine wire, bob wire. Surrounds the warehouse. The warehouse has a three-story building off on the northeastern side, and you can see the three long warehouses that stretch from this end of the grounds all the way to the other end where docks seem to be. There's a section of the docks in which a large cargo vessel can park and maybe unload. 
So it looks like this might be what Chris was talking about. Okay. So I, I want to um, stay out of view as much as possible, like view from the building. Uh-huh. The building's lights are not all blacked out. There are lights on the first floor, and there's a light on a porch, a porch light next to a front door. Even the warehouse, they all have lights on the outside. Well, I'd like to try and see if there's any, uh, like, gaps in the fence or pre-made holes that I can get through uh, before I try and see if I have to climb it. You move the length of the fence that attaches to the road, and you find nothing. The fence also attaches to the complex next to it. The rest of the fence stretches over toward the wharf. So if you got out far enough, you could just jump around a fence. But that's like out into the water to get around the fence, yeah. Yeah. Um, were there, uh, along my along the fence that I just walked, were there any um, like dumpsters that were next to the fence that I could stand on to climb over the fence? No, but there are dumpsters on the other side. On this side, the only thing you could be a fire hydrant. Okay. So I could climb the fence and land in a dumpster, but I can't get a boost from a dumpster and climb the fence. Correct. Okay, so I guess I'll find uh, I'll find the spot where the building is closest to the two and a half meter tall fence, and uh, start scaling. Excellent. You're able to scale the building, and using the building, you're able to fling yourself over the fence and climb back down the other side, making a minimal amount of noise, maybe? Stealth roll? Four successes. You get over the fence, you hit the ground, and you are now inside very large warehouse grounds that are controlled by the tongue. Okay. I am going to sneakily creep towards the office. Excellent. Four dice will allow you to do so with style. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would like to listen to see if I hear anything in the office, like talking or somebody rubber stamping papers. I don't know. Whatever happens in offices. Sure. Uh, make a perception. Three successes. All right. Listening carefully and slightly peeking into the window, you see two gentlemen in shitty-looking security guard outfits. One of them is on a phone. The other one is currently looking at it, a bank of television camera uh, monitors. And they're staring at him. One gentleman who is doing the talking. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah. We can do that. Okay. And then he hangs up the phone. The other one sits there in his chair and looks up. What'd they say to do? We need to go see if he's out there somewhere. They pick up their radios, they gather their things, and begin heading toward the door. I'm gonna hide. You're in the rain, in the shadows of a building. <laughs> Where are you gonna hide at? Can I can I get to the corner of the of the office building before they get out the door? Yeah. Because they're going to put on rain boots and a hat and the rain umbrella. They're going to take like a couple of minutes. Okay. And uh, I'm going to pull out my pistol, which always has stick and shock in it, just in case I need to put a couple security officers um, out of commission. Okay. And then I'm going to wait. They're loud, both of them. They're one's tall, 
you know, about a good two meters tall. Both of them human. One's almost two meters tall. They're both fat. The uniforms are stretched onto them. These Wade slave security guards are very loud. They whip out their flashlights and umbrellas and start shining around into the rain. As they're standing in the door, the, the shorter of the two, once again protest. But I don't want to do this. The taller one says, Just go. And gives them a shove out. And they walk out into the rain and start heading toward the fence. At any point, do they get to where they're out of line of sight from the front door to the office? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to go in the office. All right, yeah, they didn't even lock the door. Okay. <laughs> Easiest beanie ever. All right. Are there any spare radios anywhere around? Yes. Uh, I'm going to grab one and and just clip it to my, my belt or whatever. Okay. When you see the two security guards out there shine light around the front sidewalk area where you were walking. Okay. There you see them walking. Do I see any cameras in the warehouses? Yes. Seems to be about two cameras in the warehouses near either end, mostly facing the doors coming in and out. And then there are cameras that face the front of the, the grounds. One of them faces the front of the security building and um, maybe one or two around the rest of the lot. Okay. You see that next to the radios, security guard, door key cards. There's also a map that shows you where they're supposed to patrol. There's two paths they're supposed to take. One of them goes through the warehouses and one of them goes around the grounds. One is blue and the other one is red. You notice that the door key cards have red lanyards and blue lanyards. The one that goes through the warehouse is lined red. Okay. I have a crazy plan in my head. And it's, um, wait until the security guards are separated, take them both out, dress as a security guard, and then go through the warehouses. This sounds like a wonderful idea. It can't possibly go wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm going to take um, one of each of the key cards. Okay. I mean, there aren't any spare uniforms anywhere, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll... Um, can I peek out the office just to make sure that they're not close yet? Oh, yeah, you can totally wait till they separate. You got time. It's only, you know, some early hour in the morning. And uh, at some point, you notice as they separate and they're starting to walk away, one of the guards, now you have a radio on you, he picks up his radio and he starts talking into it. And the other one holds his radio up and talks into it. And they continue to walk away. The radio sitting on the shelf nearby doesn't make any noise. And it's on channel two. The radio in your hand that you've picked up is on channel seven. Oh, man. There are two empty slots marked one. And there's one empty slot marked two. And the radio that's still there is marked two. So they're on channel one? Yeah. Put it on channel one. All right, you do so. Look back up. They've separated even farther. You hear one of them come over the radio. I still don't see anything. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm going to sneak back out of the office and uh, go after the shorter one first. Okay. Perception. Four successes. 
All right, now it's his turn for perception. No successes. God damn it. I was really hoping <laughs> for something. All right. He cuts early and just starts heading back to the office instead of caring about anything. You walk out of the office, come around the corner into the shadows, and he is walking straight towards you. Now you're in the shadows, so you have no idea if he can see you, but it's pretty dark where you're at and raining, and he's got a flashlight, and he's shining all over the ground as his umbrella. I can get more shots off, shoot him a couple of times with my silenced stick and shock to subdue him faster than I could, like, put him in a sleeper hold with my hand over his mouth. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm going to shoot him. Oh, only one success. Wow. Uh, how much stun damage is that? Yep, so seven. All right. Um, and now he's struggling to stand up. Uh, but okay. he's not gone down. I'll hit him again. Four successes this time. He goes down. All right. He's thinking of something else, but all of a sudden, <laughs> White Lightning jumps out of nowhere and takes him down. Now, um, you know what? Um, I'm just going to drag him over to some close shadows. Okay. And handcuff him just in the shadows and uh, with his hands behind his back so he can't, like, I'll put one of his own socks in his mouth. Okay. Yep. Like, way in there so he can't push it out with his tongue or anything. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so, so I'm, I'm just taking his flashlight and his badge, like his name tag. Um, sure, I don't no need, problem. I don't, need, I don't need his Cracker Jack badge or anything. The radio comm will pop up. Okay, checking in. I'm at track point 3P. Where are you at? Um... Okay, so I want to imitate this guy's voice. I'm, I'm tired of this fracking rain. I'm just headed back to the office. The guy on the other end of the radio comes back. Okay, just finish your round. We gotta get through the site. Master's game of Canadia starts at 9 a.m. See you there. I don't want to be writing for you to finish around. <laughs> I'll answer back. Uh. I'm at W4, trying to get done quick. Oh, no successes. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to use another edge. You don't have to. Oh, right, you want to? Yeah, yeah. Go for yeah. it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to reroll okay. my failures. That was okay. one failure. A success. That's more like it. Man, but when we get to the game in the morning, as he starts talking about something called Canadia, some sort of game, his character just made a level. So he says, I can't believe Max Strike killed my Sheriff Mancer. I mean, I was only trying to animate the creature, just, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're gonna level here in the next game session. It's gonna be pretty sweet. Right, Dad? Yeah. That's right, dude. Alright, so what do you do now? Uh, now I track down um, the other guy. Alright, we're just going to say you take him out, because you're going to be able to find... <laughs> you're going to be able to find the other security guard, who's, by the way, his uh, his name tag is John. You take both a John and Jay out. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to handcuff John to something, but first I'm going to take his clothes. Okay, and you're able to do you drag him back to where... Uh, 
No, I'll just drag them to whatever shadows are close. All right, so you dump John in some nearby shadows. Yeah, uh, with with his sock in his mouth too. Okay. Like way in there. All right. Yeah, are are his clothes big enough that I can just put them on over my own clothes? Uh, over your suit of armor, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, now dressed as a security guard, um, I'm going to uh, go through uh, the first warehouse with my flashlight and my official badge. Alrighty then. What are you looking for? I am looking for, um, I guess, like signs of uh, people moving through. Um, mm -hmm. Walking from one warehouse to the next, you're looking for something. You're looking for something that jumps out at you and says, this is the thing. A giant box shaped like a person. You're not going to find <laughs> something like that. <laughs> a crate that says people on it. This end up people inside. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe a bunch of people shackled with collars and chains to the wall. Yeah. As if some sort of slave trade boat scenario. No. Nothing like that. You begin finding empty spaces and car parts and all sorts of oddities and things that but the third warehouse you notice has more security in the form of the door has a brace bar on the outside so you could put a brace bar on the outside to keep someone inside the warehouse from getting out which gives you sign and thought of oh so you begin wandering around you will find handcuffs you will find large containers of Dimatap and other sleep aids, lots of them. Um, there is a box for spent needles in which, you know, biohazardous material gets tossed into, especially like it's a needle. Right. So you're finding some stuff that says, hey, people might be drugged here, you know? PM pills, stuff like that. And as you're wandering through, you find unmarked crates. Of everything in here, everything has a mark to it. But these crates, these smaller crates, don't. And they catch your attention because they're set off into a corner. They're behind a cage. Luckily, you have a card to get in. And they're not marked. These aren't like wooden crates where you get a crate. Pop, pop, pop. This is the kind of crate that you put in a small code and up. All of them seem to be about the same, and there is a. There are five of these crates, and they're about the size of a briefcase, as big as Olga's briefcase, we'll say. Oh, wow. Um, and it needs a code to get into it? Maybe you could take a pry bar to it. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna try and pry it open with a pry bar. Pure strength test. The pry bar will give you an extra two dice. Okay, uh, well, I get seven dice. Or at least you can hack the maglock somehow and pop it open. I mean, if I made some calls, but crying might be easier. Okay. Or I could just take one with me, and that would... Sure. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to try and pry one open first. All right. That's three successes. That's three minutes. That's five minutes. Oh, man, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't you think I... You fucked this thing up now. It's almost open. 
I haven't heard anything on the radio. Huh? No. <laughs> eight minutes. <laughs> At eight minutes. Goes from just being static to make like a, a thump thump noise and then makes like a beep and then goes dead quiet. I'm going to check the radio to make sure it didn't just like the battery didn't die. Huh? No, the radio doesn't seem the battery died. It just because you're still on channel seven from the radio you have seems to have picked up some sort of wireless interference in the area. You know how radios do when like Wi-Fi goes off or like your speakers do when you're sitting too yeah. close to it. Yeah. yeah. You made seven successes on your perception. You have like Alan Parson perception right now. Yeah. I'm just going to grab. I guess I'll take the fucked up case and I'll leave. Okay. I'm going to start making my way out. Okay. Are there any windows in the warehouse I can see out of? No. You're right now closest to the door waterfront. Yeah, I'm going to um I'm going to go out that door. Okay. With your fucked up case in hand, you step out into the darkness in your shitty looking security suit and begin staring around. You can see two cars up near the front office. The fuck is that thing in the middle of the Holy shit, there's someone running between the warehouse. Running between the warehouses toward where you're at. Um. They're running like a cheetah. Not on their all fours, but just that fucking fast. Oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Is there a fence nearby I can toss the case over and get over? There's one of the fence sections that if you toss it over and then maybe jump out and swung around, you can get to the other side of the fence. Okay, yeah, I'm doing that. Alright, agility plus gymnastics. Three successes. So you toss the case over, you grapple the fence, climb out a little bit, swing your ass around, climb in, drop to the ground, pick up the case. An Asian man comes sliding into the section, begins looking around. He looks at the light. He looks at the door that's still slightly open because you just started checking for shit and didn't. It doesn't, the doors don't close behind themselves. Oh, man. And he looks at the door and he begins looking, taps his ear, doesn't say anything, and it begins, you notice his eyes change coloration or something changes about him and he starts looking. Now he's going to make a perception check. Oh, man. One success. What's your stealth, John? Uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> You're sitting there fumbling around. You realize the case is shiny, so you as, at that point in time, he's like looking in the direction where the, where the shiny case is, so you're like hiding it behind you. He pulls out a very large, shiny katana and begins heading toward the fence where he thought he saw something. Um, what's, what's close by that I can like run to for cover? The maze of storage units. This is the side of the, this is the warehouse area of the low buildings that you use to jump over the fence. Okay. This is where the radio gives you a bonus as you, this will help decide. You're running toward cover. The radio squawks up. Attention. The two security guards have been found. Actively search for the icon. Should be, uh... Eddie, the person blurts something out. One of the cases just left the ground. Okay, so... Uh, they're, they're looking for the case. And it has an active icon running on it. Um... You only need one more success to bash that thing open. Okay, so can I run into that warehouse of storage units? Yeah, there's like a maze of storage units, so you're oh, like okay. different rows and stuff. Yeah, you can do that. 
I just want to be like out of direct line of sight from the guy with the katana before uh -huh. I start smashing this thing on the ground trying to open it. Okay. Alright, so you, uh, I'll let you make another stealth roll as he runs over and makes an acrobatics roll to get over the fence. His agility, his gymnastics, yeah, it'll be ten dice. Okay, then only six successes. He makes five successes to do a pole vaulting leap over the fence. And he does the heroic land on the other side. Of course. Alright, so you're now hidden. And he's going to remake a perception. He has seven dice. Alright, so you're now hidden from him. Okay. Then I'm going to... Smash the case on the ground and try and do that last. I'll give you an extra dice for using the ground to smash. Okay. Okay. Ugh! You slam it into the ground. The case bounces. It's wait, 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 wait. I can still use I can still use an edge to reroll my failures, right? Do you have any edge left? I have one edge left. Wow. Is it that important that you cannot just try again next round? Yes. Because next round he's gonna know where I am because he heard the sound of the case fashion on the ground. So yes, reroll. If you really want to spend it, you might need Three that. Three successes. Three successes. I got it open. All right, describe how this works out. I veer back to smash the case on the ground. And I notice um, there's a broken piece of concrete. And I see it, and that's where I smash the case locked down onto. Um, at the last second, I notice it, so I smash the case down onto that, and it bursts open. Inside falls out from this case four strange bean-shaped packages covered in soft plastic and dangly bits of wire. They kind of look like kidney bean with a little bit of a, like a fish tail attached and several wires coming both ways. They're all wrapped in fine plastic and bubble wrap, sealed in specially medically sealed containers. Four of them hit the ground and scatter. As you pull the case back, nothing else is in there. You can see that this is designed to keep these things safe, and you have just dumped them into the ground and the dirt and the water. Rain. Uh, I'm going to snatch one of them up and uh, get the fuck out of there. Grabbing for one of them, you hear the sound of footfall coming behind you. And yeah, I, um, I activate all my special abilities. I wish I had some wish I had some Nova Coke right now. I'd use that too. The Tong Street Samurai Enforcer swishes his sword left to right, looks down, grabs a hold of his radio. I have found the packages. It has been busted open. I see three. There should be four of them there. You hear this on your radio. You, does he hear it on your radio? Pass <laughs> away. I hope not. The radio continues to bow out. He's around there somewhere, spread out. Call everyone, find out who that is. Get the video footage. Figure out who this person is. And then a voice says, I know that face. I know that man. He killed my brother. No! Wear my mask. Thanks for listening to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at originalboxset.com and check out our gaming calendar, a 
additional information about our games and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash original box set so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.